Hello and welcome to the Film Show. I'm your host, Owen Ronane. As always, that's still my name, and so is Brian's name, Brian. And D, your name is? D. Or or Deirdre. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were talking about this the other day. Yeah. Is it a 50 50 split? Yeah, Do you have I, a preference? I use them fairly interchangeably and we were actually tweeted in about it once. Is it D yes. or Deirdre Malumbi? Pick one. And I was like, I refuse to pick one. <laughs> I will use them both as I see fit. I love the idea of someone getting real pissed off. I remember that. <laughs> I do remember that. The guy, yeah, somebody tweeted in and was like, is it D or Deirdre? I was like, I don't know. Ask her. And then like, D was like... Well, he it, was asking me. Yeah, I know. That's, <laughs> yeah. And that's, yeah. But like he tweeted... At the film show as well. Yeah, yeah. Nice little Twitter plug there. Have you Boom. ever had a nickname? Oh, lots. B-Boy. I'm not getting into <laughs> it. Hey, you Lloydster. in the bushes. <laughs> no, I'm not getting into it though because I've had a lot of... City gold. That pol- that, no, no, um, not that. Um, oh, who's that politician? What? That politician. What politician? Something Foster. I can't remember. Arlene Foster. Arlene Foster. Oh, no, no, it wasn't yeah. even that. No, it wasn't even that. Like, Come on, Like, Arlene. play on your name or, like, you don't want to get into it because... I don't want to get into it. Full stop. Let's move on. Let's move on there. I read my... Read my yeah, read no, I should have. my voice. Drop this shit That's right when now. you probe. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're into movie news. Movie news. Movie news. <laughs> It's a good podcast. It's a great podcast. It's a great podcast. Don't laugh. A man has died. Oh my god! Why did you have to introduce it like that? Um, yeah, it's really Jones sad. Has died. I don't know if people have seen um, the interview with Michael Palin. I think it was with BBC recently. Um, yeah, he was talking about um, just missing his friend, just missing going down the road, having some pints with him, just having the chats. And yeah. he gets kind of teary during it. And it made me feel really, really emotional because there's something about guys crying that makes me really sad. But old men crying is like, uh, oh, my God, sad. Yeah. Due to decades old friendships. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The thing is, they both met in college and then they formed the band, well, the, you know, comedy troupe, Monty Python, with the other guys. So yeah. their friendship actually goes, like, way, right way to back. to the seed of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, back to the, Cambridge you know, si- 50s or oh, 60s or whatever. Uh, so, there you go. Yeah. They've it's, all gone on to different things, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, it's 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 funny. Like, you look back on, I mean, you know, John Cleese was in the news recently for making very, very silly comments about Ireland uh, that I took exception with. And I think any right-minded person would take exception with. I'm not going to get into it. But I do think when you go back and look at Monty Python, I think it is that thing of you can see the kernel of so many things. You know, Mm -hmm. that kind of way. You can look at something like Deadpool. And the fourth wall breaking stuff comes from Monty Python. Spot on, yeah. And you look at something like Tim and Eric, you can see the absurdist humour comes from yeah. Monty Python. You look at something like South Park, yeah. and you can see the animations came from Terry Gilliam's animations mm-hmm. in Monty yes. Python. Even like yeah. Family Guy with their cutaways and yeah. stuff like that, you know, and yeah. the nonsense of them. Like they they really did. Yeah, they were such like kind of forerunners with the whole absurdist comedy. Yeah, thing, absolutely. Yeah. Like And like you look at, you know, Life of Brian or The Holy Grail, the two films that Terry yeah. Jones directed, like. Uh, for Monty I Python. think he was also a director on Meaning of Life, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, he was. Yeah. yeah sorry, yeah. Meaning of Life. But I don't know. I never liked Meaning of Life. It had it had a couple of sketches that I liked. I mean, it was basically a movie version of Flying Circus. Yeah. yeah. You know. Completely. Um, and it had its moments, but yeah, it definitely wasn't as strong as the other two. I mean, like they're they're both phenomenal. I always kind of found Life of Brian funnier, but even last summer I rewatched Holy Grail, and it's so fucking funny. It really is. Brilliant. What's your favorite bit? Uh, tis only a scratch. <laughs> really? Yeah. My favorite one is the scene, yeah. uh, my my favorite one is the is the French. Uh, Hello, is I, it? <laughs> like it's a, there's a, there's a scene in it where um, they rock up to this castle, and there's a French uh, there's a French army occupying the castle, and the Frenchman is played by John Cleese, <laughs> and he is it's like it is a joke of like French stereotypes, like he has the most ridiculous French. <laughs> Uh, accent and he has this like re- this moustache that goes up like this 
And he goes, Hello, who is it? No, we have a holy girl here. We don't want it. And he like, yeah, does yeah. all this, like, and he like, <laughs> and like, yeah, doing the hat yeah. thing and all this kind of and stuff. And like, like, some line, like, this isn't it, like, quote for quote, but something like, I fought in your general direction. Oh, yeah. And yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Your mother was yeah. a hamster and your father smelled like elderberries. Do you know what I love about them, though, as well, is that, like, uh, if you look at a lot of comedies today, so yeah. much of it is mm-hmm. in the writing. And the yeah. script yeah. is good. Yeah. But then when you actually look at the stage in the scenes, it's two people in a kitchen or mm. it's it's just a way to get dialogue out. Mm-hmm. Whereas they have that, <laughs> that mix of like the visual gag in Holy yeah. Grail mm-hmm. where he's running towards the castle and the guards see something in the distance. Yeah, and he's getting close. And cuts back and forth. <laughs> it's like he's still on the horizon. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> cut back to the guards. <laughs> oh <my laughs> he's just arrived and he's there. They're taken by surprise. <laughs> but like, yeah, that mixed with hilarious insights yeah, yeah. I or mean, the whole coconuts bit I mean, <laughs> you know the you know the story behind that right that's how they were doing it for real I don't know but um, they couldn't afford horses like the, the, <laughs> the crew literally couldn't afford horses so they were like fuck it let's just do this use the coconuts and it can become a gag <laughs> and it's even actually like it's it's, it's that thing it's of like genius, it's like, genius yeah. but like it's that thing of like of course, of course, they would totally have mm. a man standing behind them, knocking the coconuts together, <laughs> yeah. carrying the pack, like because it's Monty Python. Like yeah. you just that absolutely makes sense. Gorilla fil- filmmaking, like yeah, I love that kind of stuff because it's not hurt for it; it's improved. For it's it, improved like, yeah. it, like it's that idea of like you know, imagine if they had all the money they wanted, like you know that kind of way. Like, oh, Holy Grail would not be the movie we know today. Like that rabbit, like the whole bit with the. <laughs> Imagine if they had cutting edge CGI for that scene. It just wouldn't be the same. That's it, yeah. Even in like The Life of Brian as well, like even in in that where they got more money. Yeah. George Harrison's money. George Harrison's money, yeah, of course. Yeah, George Harrison stepped in to fund it. Like But even in that they had the money, but they used it so cleverly. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. that kind of way. Like the whole thing where they like, he paints the entire Colosseum. Oh, Romani, yeah. Domus, like the Romans go home. Like, but that whole scene, the lead up to it, where it's like, he's the Latin teacher, you know, they go to the house. <laughs> and I'm like, Romani, it's Deus. Um, for us though. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, there is that thing of like, the people, who created these things that have meant so much to you. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing you really do, like, uh, clearly I don't know Terry Jones. I never met him. Mm-hmm. But when they pass on, you do, f- you feel the loss, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Like, I think as well, because like, he was such a big part of Monty Python. And now, you know, John Cleese actually tweeted and some people were like, oh, you're an insensitive jerk. But I would kind of, I just kind of write off John Cleese now as this yeah. kind of, he's just a rambling old man yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Like he is exactly that. Now, that's why even with the other thing, I'm like, fuck it. It's John Cleese yeah, being, a, being yeah, a rambly yeah. old man utilizing Twitter, you know. Um, but he said two down four to go and it's kind of true because obviously we lost Graham Chapman back yes. in 1989 then but like that's just it you feel like we're we're losing them you yeah, know it, we, yeah. we're losing Monty Python mm. you know it's not just um, Terry Jones it is Jones. very much like uh, you can see them young they're, yeah. Probably, yeah. they're all old men but because they had so much work when they were starting out that mm-hmm. became so influential you could I don't know yeah I know what you mean it's very much it'd be more my dad than me but was he big into Python? Yeah, my exactly, dad introduced yeah. me to Python. Yeah, exactly. Really? Well, that's yeah, it. Yeah, I, yeah it was go. never. Uh, it was never something that was like. It is like it's something that you'd be happy to pass on again yeah. and again. I don't think they date too poorly. Was he a part of the reunion? Was he very Terry old? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, that's actually what happened. Um, he was learning his lines for it, and seemingly they noticed that he was having a hard time. Uh, remembering, remembering them, lines. yeah, yeah. And then this when he was went in around 2014. It yeah. was around 2014, 2014 I think. Yeah. yeah. And he then when they know when they noticed that he was having problems memorizing his lines, he went for a scan and they found that he had this thing called I think it's like primary aphasia. It's called where it's God. basically it's a form of dementia, like it's a form of Alzheimer's. And anyone who if anyone who has known someone who's had Alzheimer's, yeah. it is the most fucking harrowing thing in the mm. world to sit through that and watch yeah. that like to see somebody because 
I mean, they call Alzheimer's the long goodbye because you are literally watching somebody mm. fade away. Like, they lose they, their identity. Lose their identity. Mm. They forget who you are. I mean, by the end, like, fucking... I mean, that would have been, like, yeah, six years after he was yeah. diagnosed, yeah. you know? Mm. Um, like, I'd, I'd, I'd say he, like, he could, couldn't even talk and stuff. No, that was it. End. He couldn't. Yeah, by yeah. the end, he couldn't talk. Like, he'd, yeah. forget, he'd forgotten how to speak. Like, so I suppose if there is any comfort in this is that his suffering is over. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. the and other... for his family too. And for his I family suppose, as well. But yeah, the other yeah. part of it is, is you kind of touched on this, was I don't know if any of you ever saw it, the speech that John Cleese gave at Graham's yes. funeral. Have you ever seen I it? I don't know if I've seen it. I'll have to look it, it is up. Yeah, the yeah. levity of it. The, like, it is fantastic and I would encourage you to watch it. It's mm. basically John Cleese talking at John, uh, Graham Chapman's funeral. And he starts off and it's very serious. It's in a church. Like, it's in mm-hmm. a church. And he's like, you know, I think it's all very sad that we're here together to, you know, bury our good friend. And I'm paraphrasing here. And, you know, we all think how sad it is that this talent has been lost. Well, I'm not. Fuck him. I'm very glad that he's dead. Um, he, was just, he was a bastard. He was a bastard. Good riddance. I hope he fries. And like, he's, and like the point, but he makes the point of being that like, there is absolutely nothing more that Graham Chapman would want than for, love that, yeah. for someone to yeah. curse out somebody yeah. at their funeral. There like, you go. Yeah, you yeah. know, like, like, I think of like anything more than mindless good taste is what he described it as. So, in that instance, I'm hoping for the funeral, if there is a moment oh, like that, yeah. that they'll do some kind of I can't believe oh, that's only be the lovely. second. Jesus. That's the second. That was the yeah. He's only the second yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, live forever. I mean, Gilly, Gilliam's still directing. Yeah. So. Yeah. And Eric Idle, I think, has Eric had Idle's a few still projects. Yeah, he was only yeah, on the Conan O'Brien uh, podcast it, a couple yeah. of a couple of, uh, a couple of months ago, and he was brilliant in it. There yeah. You know, yeah. 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 Oh, they're all so sharp. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Like fucking it's Terry Gilliam. I remember when he was over for he was over for J Diff a couple of years ago. It was around the time they were gonna they were started production on the Monty Python Live, and he oh, okay. was so upfront. He was like, "Yeah, we're literally doing this because we got sued and we lost, and we needed the money, so we just like said, yep, yeah, we're gonna do a live show and make all the money and pay off our bills.'" Yeah, he was like literally that upfront about it. He had no qualms about admitting. See, yeah. that's so Monty Python. That's it. <laughs> all the time. I love these guys. He was like, he was just like, and like, I think we have the interview on site somewhere. He was like, literally, like, yep, we just we we sued and we lost and we had to pay the solicitors. So this is how we're gonna do it. We're gonna oh, put on a God. show, and it was perfect. Like it was t- so clearly transparent, Monty, yeah. so transparent, and so clearly Monty Python that it was like, yep, we're doing this to pay for a legal. I'll still go. Yeah, I'll exactly. St- and people will fucking like the thing sold out in Absolutely. like two minutes. So, it's sad. Yeah, it's there very you go. sad. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, we have a very special show lined up for you today. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an Oscars predictions special. We are talking through some of the things that might go down. There's already, obviously, the nominations have come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of little disappointments there, I dare say. Mm-hmm. Greta Gerwig and director and so on. What do you guys think? Yeah. Sorry, I'm still feeling morose. Well, we actually have a few articles on site on entertainment.ie if anyone cares to read them. Um, You can listen to us now, but if you want to also, you know, use the platform of uh, reading literature, (laughs) internet, your eyes. eyes. Audio description, maybe. Yep, yep. Why why not? Um, Yeah, look up entertainment.ie 2020 Oscar predictions. That'll probably bring it up. Brian basically wrote up um, his for best picture and best director. And I wrote up mine for actor and actress. So, yeah. Mm. Will we start with picture? Yes. What were your thoughts, Brian? Well, um, there is basically, if anyone who follows the Oscars will tell you, um, the Producers Guild Awards is essentially the forerunner to best picture. Mm. Mm. Um, if you win the PGA, you're more than likely going to win best picture. Mm. You had the stats for it as well. The stats for it's it something are... like eight, 18 out of the last 20 Wrong. Something uh, like that. I'm, I'm 27 out of 31. Here. 21 out of 31. Oh, okay, 21 out of 31. Yeah, yeah. That is a hit rate of 66. 67.7%. Ah, whatever. Rate. Oh, I thought it was higher for some No, yeah, yeah, no. It's 67.7% likelihood that if you win PGA, you're going to win Best Picture. And there's a reason for that. The reason for that is. The overlap. That, or? No, not the overlap. You see how. The, if you This is again got to get so fucking nebbish. I'm so interested in all this no, stuff. No, I'll tell you. Politics of it. It's essentially down to the fact that the producers' branch of the Oscar voting pools, how it works is, is that 
they send out the long list to all the members of the academy and it's broken down by the actors vote for the actors directors vote for directors producers vote for producers and best picture and so on and so forth mm. that list gets sent back to the uh, academy that's then tabulated and then the short list is sent back to the same branches again and again and again yeah from that then it gets after the voting has gone to the individual branches it gets opened up to everybody in the academy so say for example if you uh, are a director you only get to vote on best director first for the long list yeah for the long list then you get sent the short list and then once I that's, never realised that yeah and then it gets sent so out it to everybody so means best cinematography short list has come about from DOPs choosing no they, they pick amongst themselves yeah so like you know, the fact that producers voted for 1917 in the Producers Guild basically mm. tells you that's their voting intention in the Oscars as well. Because the idea is, is when you get sent a ballot, yeah, I thought it was the same for a Producers Guild award for 1917. I'm going to vote the same for Best Picture. Yeah, you're in not going to The same way it, that no. the Directors Guild Award yeah. will vote for Best Director and the SAG Awards. You know, Brad Pitt won Best Supporting Actor. Laura Dern won Best Supporting Actress. Mm-hmm. Um, Joaquin Phoenix won Best Actor. Yeah. Who won Best Actress? Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger. Who you no. keep on sorry, saying, sorry, she's fuck. not going to win. win yeah. Mm. So, it is that thing of like... <laughs> no, but it is that thing of like... <laughs> no more and more, I find... Win. <laughs> can I finish? I didn't interrupt you. And I'm not going to interrupt <laughs> no, you. Yeah, like but my you talk much longer than me. But go on. Yeah. My point anyway is, is that these things are telegraphed long in advance. So 1917 is a fucking lock for Best Picture. And you even look really? at the odds. Oh, yeah. Does anybody want that? <laughs> Do you know what I, I mean? mean, people want that more than they want Joker. Yeah. And like, when you actually look at 1917, it's a big fucking producer's wet dream because they had to shoot it chronologically. They had mm. to tailor everything to suit the uh, script and how it was shot and the... The, the one, durations of the shots. The durations of shots yeah. and all that as well. There was loads of moving parts for it that a producer mm. had to wrangle in. So it makes sense. So you think produ- all the producers were sitting there with, I'm going to say it, big boners. Yeah. Because they, <laughs> they know yeah. how much coordination it took big wide-ons for the women producers fair okay um, but like that thing of like yeah it is a thing of like a producer would look at this and be like absolutely this is a great this is such a well-produced film of course we're going to give this best picture um, and yeah and that's it and the same with directors directors would look at 1917 and say how the fuck did they make that work that it's all done in one shot so yeah. like Sam Mendes is just as likely to get best director as absolutely as best picture in my mind what about the shortlist? Are you guys disappointed at stuff that was left off altogether? Ah, there's no point in even getting into the whole yeah. Greta Gerwig thing. I mean, I was, you know, I was looking at, um, I know it's an old interview, but just about like Saoirse Ronan talking about being inspired to direct because of her work with Greta Gerwig Brilliant. and what an incredible director she is. And I mean, you you see it in Little Women, like it's a different kind of direction to Sam Mendes, obviously. It's a different kind of you know, means of coordination, but I it's, think it's just as much. Coordination, but I mean, though. getting to like the emotional integrity of an ensemble cast, and you know, offering this new kind of fresh, but really kind of fascinating, in depth and contemporary look at like a kind of literary classic. I think that that's you know, very much warranted and worthy in itself too. So yeah, I mean, I could go on forever about. I don't get why. She was shunted out, yes. and I am disappointed about it. Um, you had some other. Uh, did you guys write up like uh, we're talking about stuff like Us or Midsummer? Also, sorry, I'm still feeling very morose. <laughs> I mean, sorry, it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just. Um, Can you answer that? It's really just zanely? genre movies just get kind of um, shut out. I was, I was particularly disappointed. I have to say by. Um, but again, I suppose it's because you don't really have a horror category in the Golden Globes. Usually the Golden Globes look a little more favorably on genre movies. Um, but again, maybe it's because it's like musical or comedy and drama. You know, those, they have those two sections. But I would have hoped that Golden Globes would have been a bit more kind of inclusive. Um, I think that the fact that um, Taron Egerton wasn't nominated for Best Director, uh, sorry, for Best Actor for Rocket, Rocket Man. Man, people were a bit surprised yeah. at. Um, although I wasn't myself, but I mean, it is kind of, it's a tough category this year. I mean, I'll, I'll move on to best, uh, best actor anyway. Cause like, yeah. I think that Brian has kind of covered, I'd agree much the same with him that it'll probably be Ma- Sam Mendes in 1917, possibly. Um, and I 
completely forget his name, the director of Parasite. Oh, for John Hoom. Yeah, for best director, possibly, because I know they um, tied for, I think it was at the SAGs, yeah. didn't they? They won best cast. Yeah. Ensemble yeah. cast yeah. or whatever. Best ensemble cast. I didn't yeah. even know no, that was but, category. No, but the best director, Gong, was split between oh. them. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Oh right, okay. I didn't Do you not know remember that? that? Yeah. I, well, I, I know that. Awards. Yeah. How does that I, come about? I, that's odd. I mean, I know that they. I know that like the best ensemble cast was won by Parasite, um, and I know that was a big shock. Like, and that's their. That's the SAG equivalent of the top category in it. Yeah. And last year, Black Panther won it. Okay. Yeah. So right. it is that thing of. Uh, I didn't realise though that they won that Bong Joon Ho won the best director in the SAGs. I didn't you have that. me doubting myself, but oh. I'm pretty sure. Oh no, wait, it wasn't at the SAGs. No, actually, that doesn't make sense because that would have been Screen Actor Guild. No, it was at some other ceremony. Maybe that was yeah. it. It might have been Critics' Choice yeah, Awards. That, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, because yeah, Screen Actor Girls, of course, directors wouldn't be in that. And Critics' Choice was fairly recently. Yeah, as well, it was. Wasn't yeah, it? It was yeah I'd say yeah, it was they had tied for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, fair. Yeah. But um, what was I saying there? Yeah, anyway, I could see him possibly getting in for best director just to like even the playing field. But honestly, yeah, I'd see 1917 as the forerunner for... directors, yeah. Yeah. Like again, so it's actors vote on the shortlist for best actor. And how many current actors would there be in the Academy? Oh, God, I think I used to have to figure off and it's it's like overall there are something like 4,000 members. Sure. It's over 4,000 of the Academy. And so it's a lot of modern working actors get yeah, invited into Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it's not but, just a end of career kind no, of thing. No, 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 no. And in fact as well, they actually did um they did a big kind of clear out of Academy members in the Oscar's last Oscar's so like, white. Yeah, no, and that was it. It that was literally what caused it, like that controversy over it. Like and you even see it this year, like the fact that they got fucking I mean the Oscars are still so white and yeah. men dominant, which yeah. is really annoying. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they got Issa Rae and John um, John Cho to announce the fucking nominations mm. and there wasn't one, not one person of colour yeah. nominated in Best Actor. Like, no, yeah. uh, oh, in Best Actor. Well, in all four categories, yeah. um, Cynthia Irvio was the, was only, the only person one. of colour. Yeah. One out of uh, 20. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. And then in the directors as well, it was all men. And like, you know, Greta Gerwig, like Greta Gerwig and Little Women, I absolutely think she should have been fucking nominated. Mm-hmm. That's just the also, thing. Also, yeah. she was pregnant. So no just way. saying. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, and she hid it all through the filming. Like, <laughs> Saoirse Ronan only found out afterwards. No way. Well, yeah, because people would have been like kind of treated Go, her differently, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Legend. But yeah. That's the thing. I'm yeah, not I wouldn't saying keep... she should be nominated because of that. I'm just saying, like, yeah. fair fucking. I wouldn't keep you know? bringing it up, but I just thought the directing and it was so good. Yeah, Maybe it was just the, the, thing. Yeah, the yeah. editing or something, but it was amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and even the fact that like it does take a director to draw that performance out of somebody. Mm-hmm. Do you know the kind yeah. of way? Like, mm-hmm. as, as yeah. much as you look at 1917, it's all the moving parts and the explosions and the editing and the trying to get a look to one, like one shot, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There is that still thing of like the the director is the person who's setting the scene for the actor, mm-hmm. yeah, and getting mm-hmm. them to pull that out of it to guide the story along. Yeah, and, and I mean almost, she direct yeah. she directed two Oscar nominated performances in yeah. Saoirse Ronan and Florence Pugh, so it's just like what the hell's going on? Do you mm. think Saoirse's got a chance? No, ah, uh, probably not. I, really? I I I think it'll be Renee Zellweger. And to be honest, and wow. if you if you read my article on Entertainment Daily, I go into a whole like bit of why she should and deserves it for her Saoirse. performance in Judy. No. Oh, Renee, Renee Zellweger, yeah. who I've been like touting to win basically since I saw the movie. Yeah, nonstop. Even though Brian's like... <laughs> I freely admit. No, no. I freely admit. I freely Go admit. watch the movie. I, watch 8th grade. Yeah. I freely admit. I didn't see... The, I know. I, w- I will say this, right? I didn't see Judy. Yeah. Uh, I remember Dee walked out of it and she was like, that's a fucking five star film. Uh, she is going to like, I remember you said mm-hmm. it. you said she's mm. going to win the Oscar for that and I remember at the time thinking I didn't hear a lot of buzz about this <laughs> I don't know if I can know if that's I that's the thing it's this. a surprise to me I was also it's, right about Rami Malek last year I was saying it since I saw Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody and Brian was like no 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 it's a shit film and I was like well whether you think it's shit or not he is going to win and in both instances I, I will tip my hat to D. she proved me wrong uh, and you know, I again, I haven't seen Judy, but like, I mean, the fact is, is that she won Screen Actors yeah. Guild, she won Golden Globe, 
She won Critics' Choice. The odds are, the odds are in her. Like she's got this locked down. Yeah, she's going to win this. Bucky's favorite kind of thing. Book, oh yeah, Jesus! The, you can't even get odds on her. Like I think it's like fucking five to seven odds on her. Like it's wow. crazy. Like there's just right. no, there's no betting in it. Like she's won it. Um, no, I'm worried she won't touch what. But, no, um, I think I mean it would be a huge upset though, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like if you read what I, I do kind of get into the detail of you know how she just kind of really captured like this kind of age of Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. And so her performance well. is kind of almost more than just acting. And in that kind of way, I I don't know. I, I get a bit wanky about it. I'm not no, going to no, lie. No. It's <laughs> like the artist or something. It's like people love to see that kind of style. Yeah, yeah. And just uh, it like her performance as someone who Hollywood has chewed up and spit out, like the way she's able to capture that. And yet she can't stop performing. The show must go on. Yeah. She keeps on bringing herself out on that stage. And just all the little bits that she captures, like Judy Garland's just like deep, deep, absolute like love for her kids, you know, and how she could go from like ecstatic joy to just like deeply, deeply anxious. Yeah. And just like kind of terrified of, people and like kind of pushing herself out of herself I just think like she captures so many facets in that performance I think it's really incredible um, yeah so they're my thoughts on best actress and then best actor I think it has to be Whacking Phoenix wow I, I would have yeah. thought at one point maybe Adam Driver for Marriage Story because he is brilliant in that. Yeah. But I mean, the other um, nominees in there, I mean, it's lovely seeing Antonio Banderas get an Oscar nomination. <laughs> I was really surprised he'd never gotten one before. And same with uh, Scarlett Johansson. Again, these are people who you would have thought. But yeah, this year... She's never been nominated. She'd never been nominated. No She's been Not nominated even for Lost in, in Translation? Like. No. Wow. She, and she got two this year. She got supporting for Jojo Rabbit as well. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, there you go. And then um, who else is in the actor category? Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio, like fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. Like he, <laughs> as he's if fine. he's gonna get double. He didn't. He didn't get mauled by a bear this time. Yeah, you know he did. He barely even tried. Anyway, no, obviously he is amazing as well. Um, what do you think? Joaquin's speech I, is gonna be like. I oh, he's definitely gonna talk about some kind of you know political or environmental issue but like fair play you know he has the stage he can say whatever the hell he wants do you ever feel like I think he's really good in it to be fair but do you ever think maybe he's real thick <laughs> no what what do you mean where like, did thick, that come like, from every like, interview like, I've seen with Joaquin Phoenix I think he's secretly just thick as two bricks I, I think he's just completely uninterested in the promotion yes thing. yes that's he fair is. yeah uh, now stand clear Gonna drop a name here. Oh god! When I interviewed him, Cutchlang, oh. Cutchlang, uh, he was utterly uninterested in being in the. No, like, like I mean, I went in. This was for inherent. Vice, inherent vice. Right? Yeah, I went yeah. in really prepared, and I was trying really, to mix it up, or... trying to mix it up, and try to be like invested in it and talk about like you know, Californian hip uh, hippie culture in the sixties, and like you know. Where he obviously spent a lot of time. Yeah, like exactly. Like his parents came from that. His parents were Moonies and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like I said, like, did, did you draw upon any of that? And, you know, I obviously, this might have been before your time. Just really, like, wanted to get a really, really good interview out of him. Um, the dude could not care less. I mean, and I don't, I don't blame him, to be honest. I don't blame him for having a completely blasé attitude to mm. fucking interviews because he only cares about the work or yeah I think he just I, I, I just don't think he cares about trying to sell it I think he's one of these people that he's like look my work speaks for myself so go fucking watch that and that's all I really have to say on this like yeah um, and to be honest I think if anything <clears throat> I think it kind of speaks to how uh, how flat you know this Oscar nomination season has been that like we all just are like yeah he's clearly going to win no yeah. one's really jazzed about it you know that kind of way yeah. everyone's just like yeah he's clearly going to win yeah he won no I don't think so I think it's because like well it is his fourth time nominated yeah. I think that it's well deserved at this point you know he's been previously I would love to see him win for the for master yeah. the master yeah I think that's the big one that people are like how did he not win for that but also Gladiator he was amazing in Walk the Line there have been so many incredible performances in between um, you were never really here and I think be, he should have been nominated and you oh my really god you are gonna love it people tell me it's like it's just on Netflix. gory for gory's sake and no. maybe not to get I've been too watching excited it, about it I've been watching it so far and I'm like this is so joker <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's it. Like Joker, like I've I've basically always basically like the real non-comic version because it's non-nihilistic or what? It's ridiculously nihilistic. But like I've I've said, I, somebody said it before, and I read it. I was like, God, that's so fucking clever. Uh, you were never really here. Is the film Joker wishes it was? Oh, that's <laughs> that's someone tweeted me when I said I was, was watching. It? You were never really here. Someone was like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's. And then we- I tweeted back with a picture of Heath Ledger's Joker saying, "Now we're talking." Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's true though. It is true. Like Hot you were- takes everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Whoever, around. whoever that was who said it, fucking fair play. You're yeah, absolutely yeah. correct. You were never. I really have here. to watch it. Oh no, you'd love it. You really would. And love it's it. only an hour and a half. I'm about halfway through just because, like, it is heavy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't been able to sit down and watch it in a, an hour and a half. I just saw a very violent scene, and I just needed a breather. <laughs> I had the exact um, same thing last night with the report. Oh yeah, well, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> to be like, oh, see, it reminds I, me of a genre of film that used. There was a lot of that. There was a lot of like Iraq War movies. Yeah, mm. like the did uh, did you get to the did you get to the scene with the with uh, Zero Dark Thirty? I haven't seen Zero Dark Thirty. Well, there's a it, there's a scene in it. Thank there's God, a, there's a brilliant no, but there's a brilliant scene it's in the movie. report. Yeah. There's a brilliant scene in the report where Adam Driver is watching TV and this like big trailer comes on for Zero Dark Thirty. No and way, it's, that's it's so that. fucking well done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Imagine. But it's so well done how they do it. Like, yeah, it's just you'll know it when you see Zero it. Zero Dark Thirty is very much of that time where it's mm. it's a pro-America movie. Oh god, yeah. It's like American Sniper or something where yeah, it's actually quite straightforward. It's very mm. like this is the CIA sanctioned version of what happened and all yeah. this kind of stuff, and it almost kind of equivocates on. The torture. Maybe they were dead right. Yeah, maybe they were right to do it. Kind of. It's just. It's, That's a, yeah. Yeah, but the report is brilliant. It's it, report. People should have been fucking watching that and talking about that way more than Joker or Didn't any make of them. Splash Didn't but make just, any kind of a splash. But just to just kind of a final point, just to bring it back around, because you were saying ah, people are kind of sick of saying that. I don't think people are so much sick of the idea of Joaquin Phoenix winning because I think it's deserved. I think they're sure, sick yeah. of talking about Joker because people have just been talking about it yeah. for so long, like since it was released. Someone was sure, we did a out. whole spoiler-filled special on it if you want to go back and listen. It's That's a, very, a great chat. It's a very good podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm nervous about how much I defended it. <laughs> I stand by a lot of it. It's provocative. <coughs> no, yeah. it was. It was. It definitely was. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's paper thin. But people were slagging... Um, best director category obviously because Todd Phillips yeah. is in besides Scorsese for trying to make a Scorsese movie yeah, yeah. there you go there was another yeah and again another thing saw, imagine I, if he bet him yeah because there was another thing I saw as well it was like Todd Phillips is the first it's, it's the first time a film a film that's basically copying another director's film has made it into the same category mm. which is funny. as that yeah. director as that know. director is being nominated for a thing is Irishman going to pick up anything Doubt it. Yeah, I doubt, doubt it too. It. The other thing is, and this is just a final point about kind of the Oscars overall, the other thing that kind of bothered me about um, how many nominations Joker got was particularly in some of the smaller categories. Yeah. I was kind of like, why is it in yeah. there? Like, it just felt like for the sake of it, like for stuff like sound and stuff, like, yeah. really? You know, like you compare it to something like, I'm sorry, but it is the go-to sound comparison, Ford versus Ferrari, which yeah. is just so perfect. Or Ad Astra. We're Ad Astra, yeah. Yeah, the audio production I mean, in them. Like. The fact that it... And okay, I get for best hair and makeup, although I think that there was a bit of kind of, you know... He wears makeup ad- in it. Ad-libbing going on there and that like he's just painting his own face and stuff. Isn't that like what he Ledger did as well? Yeah, for, but that's how I feel about yeah. the whole... Like, every time... I don't know. Every time the Oscars rolls around, you get the sense that the people were voting with one hand while they're on their yeah. phones or something. I think it's kind of like they don't know what the smaller categories actually mean. Like, especially when Bohemian Rhapsody won Best Editing last year. It was, I don't think the voters know what editing actually means. And is that because it goes to a short list, which is editors, and then everybody goes, I know what a chop is when it's wide open. That's it. Yeah, I think that that's it. Yeah, yeah. that's it. I do think a lot of it, and it, I would imagine as well there's an element of like the reason why I think Bohemian Rhapsody did so well. Oh, at, I know it's because that final scene. No, 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 not the final scene the at all. Live Aid thing. No, no, no. The reason. Oh, why I'm talking about editing specifically. Oh, sorry, yeah, in editing. The you know, editing. Category. I no, I think the reason why Bohemian Rhapsody did so well last year 
is because that fucking production was such a shit show and everyone in Hollywood knew how bad it was. Yeah. So when the time came around to edit it, they were like, this film is actually done really well okay. in spite of how terrible it was. Yeah, it could have been that, yeah. And like, we're voting for this in spite of the fact of we know how terrible it was. That's this interesting because we're always talking about that here, whether it's like, is something a good movie because you thought it was going to be shite and it turned out pretty good? Like last week with Bad Boys for Life, like yeah. I went into that like, Fully, pr- I had the axe out ready to go, and like I was like, this was actually really good. Don't eat this. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, axe. Don't throw an axe. Um, but yeah, no, like it's. I, I do think Bohemian Rhapsody got in under the wire because people knew how shit it was, and they were so pleasantly surprised by how good it turned out to be. How do you analyze that? And then, Meta- and then, apologetic. like with Joker, it's like, oh, this is actually like a deep complex drama yeah. rather than a comic book movie this isn't what we expected at all and that's why it got so many nominations I think yeah. it might end up not getting as many I wins. don't think it will because people politically and stuff will just anyone I think there will a lot be of people, people will, will just reject it I think that's the it. only thing that Joaquin Phoenix could like lose out on if there were enough people because like of that the but I, chat around it and yeah stuff. but I do feel like no it's a strong enough performance to kind of stand on its own yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it'll win it'll definitely win best actor it'll probably pick up one or two of the technicals it's definitely not going to win best picture Todd Phillips isn't going to win best director um, and yeah that's it I think it will win it'll win best actor he'll win mm. best actor no problem I don't think it will win best picture he definitely won't win best director it will probably win something like best costume design or something like that. Sure. You know, I think that's fair. Again, why is it even in there? Why is it there? I'm not going to get into it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just... I don't get it. Yeah, it is. I I, I don't get it. Like 11 nominations, like that's crazy. Like I'd like to quiz you on supporting as well. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think... Is this one wide open? Best supporting actor? Yeah. Um, no. (laughs) To be honest. (laughs) No, well, like... I mean, it, as much as any category... Give in, us the full nominees if you're able, or some of them. Well, in Best Actor, it's Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And again, I, I go back to my thing of it won in the SAGs, it won in the Golden Globes. It's more people or less... People love him. People yeah, love him. Yeah. People really do like Brad Pitt. I'd be delighted to see him holding the Oscar. Totally. Like, he's... I think, you know, we talk Has about... Has he won one before, actually? I no. know he's been nominated. No, this will be his first... If he wins, this will be his first win. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's deserving. I think yeah, it's deserving yeah. because, like, that role... <laughs> like, okay, fine. Like, he... Uh, uh, he admitted it himself. It's not a stretch for him to think of... You know, he's this very zen stoner. guy, stoner zen guy who takes his shirt off, looks great with a shirt off. Oh, has, on. Uh, what did he say? Has and family does, problems? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah literally. Like, doesn't get on with his wife. Yeah, doesn't get on with his wife. Do you like, think, is there any chance he's going to go up on stage and smoke a big joint when he's up there? I think that'd be deadly. I think that'd be class <laughs> of smoking <laughs> a big blind um, joint. Well, I read the other nominees just out of curiosity. Do, yeah. But again, I'd say he's got it in the bag. Wait, so before you do, D, I learned... Uh, Another word for joint recently. A pinner. Well, this is much more important yes. than the film nominee. I want to hear so this. Go on, Owen. Someone said, and I was like, what are you talking about? And then it turns, I Googled it. And the first thing that comes up is Urban Dictionary, Dublin slang for joint. And it's jinter. Yeah. J-I-N-T-E-R. I, if I've I had heard, heard that. that, I would think it's a fancy word for a gin and tonic <laughs> I have never heard ginter for a go joint. out and use it dear listener when you're up at the bar oh you... well you said it's Dublin only so yeah only really? in Dublin like a spliff is the other one I would know it to be are there lads smoking ginters I can't I've never, I can't I've never heard that Sorry. I've heard I've heard joint and a spliff that's it they're the two ones or a pinner a pinner is like when it's a really I've heard bifter Bifter, I don't know, I think maybe. I don't know, like a pinner is the one I know where it's like it's it's the very small, thin one. Like it's the one that Yeah you, you do. You know <laughs> <laughs> no. It's a good podcast. <laughs> it's a great podcast. I've no I know pinner and I know joint I've never I, I, a bifter, I think I may have heard that. But a, a ginter, I've never heard that. <laughs> See, I think this is what the audience lives for. Useless These, interruptions. Useless interruptions. Yeah. The other Oscar nominee. Hey! It's a great podcast. uh, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci for The Irishman. Yeah. Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood and Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes. And I actually had a little rant about this on 
um, on site in the whole um, in my best actor predictions because I think that they should have put Anthony Hopkins forward for best lead actor and Jonathan Price in for best supporting oh, actor because really? I think Jonathan Price would have stood a chance oh, that's maybe so not true. maybe not beat Brad Pitt but I is definitely that think is that Netflix's call? they decide what categories they I think so, yeah. I assume so but like I think it's a stretch I think Price is in the lead in that movie I but, really enjoyed it but Anthony Hopkins has top billing does he? Yes. Just as star power or whatever. Yeah, yeah but I mean that, that's yeah. the that's the thing, and I mean like I know other people have talked before about how arguably once upon a time in Hollywood could also be considered a two hander between Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Both movies are such yin yang kind of thing. Exactly, mm. but I mean Leonardo DiCaprio does have top billing, and he's in Best Lead Actor, so I sure. think they should have done uh, the reverse because I don't think Anthony Hopkins was going to win anyway sorry Anthony but you've had your day in even the for sun. who he's portraying um, stuff, yeah. but I mean Jonathan Price I think could have had maybe a fighting chance in supporting role isn't it funny though like was it Judy Dench that won an Oscar and she won it for best actress in Shakespeare in Love and she was no in... no it was supporting it was supporting yeah but she was only in it like 10 minutes yeah but Anthony Hopkins in um, Science of the Lambs was only in it for like 15 minutes of screen time or something really? altogether yeah yeah, yeah. So it's, it's just, just imprint. That his presence holds yeah yeah, yeah 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 Judy's did but the, yeah Who knows? I've never seen I've never that. seen Shakespeare in Love don't bother I feel like I'm not missing I don't there's a really I, good I actually really like it but it's not your kind of movie what do you mean by that? Because I know your kind of movie. And, and what is my kind of movie? <laughs> not Shakespeare in Love. You know I do like Shakespeare, like. Yeah, but you won't You've like never this. Seen it's, him in love. No, it's not really Shakespeare. It's, Isn't it? It's really romantic. Ten things comedy. I hate about you, Shakespeare. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Although I, I don't mind. Or no, you wouldn't it. like it. What okay. I will say is, there's <laughs> a really interesting long read. I can't remember who published it, but Shakespeare in Love is considered. Uh, one of the most one un- of the worst one of the best worst pictures. yeah and yeah. also like yeah, that year yeah. was the first time you really saw Harvey Wankstein oh yeah uh, committing all the or as in it, it's the like first time the system was gained yeah yeah, 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 yeah. you he, can really see how yeah. much promotion they did and stuff. but I mean he was he was doing that for years it was just that was the first year that it was noticeable yeah because yeah. what was yeah. it Saving Private Ryan was beaten was by, yeah and uh, it was one of those things I think the reason I think the reason around that was was that Everyone who saw Shakespeare in Love was like, really? This mm. kind of thing? What? Uh, but like, of course, as you say, the whole thing was gamed yeah. for Shakespeare in Love to get at the politics it. of it. Yeah, um, It's a good movie. It's a fine movie. You haven't seen it, I haven't Brian. seen it, but like, I'm saying, I know from people. It's pe- bad Academy. <laughs> but no, but I'm saying, for, I know it from is. people who have seen it, they're like, yeah, it's fine. Like, it's, it's always that thing of like, it's kind of incredulous. You know what Best Picture winner gets a lot of shtick and I actually think is really good? Crash. Crash. <laughs> I knew it was going to be. I think Crash is really good. I know everyone's like, oh, they didn't pick Brokeback Mountain because gay. But that isn't why. It's because it's cause Brokeback Mountain is boring as fuck no. if you watch it. Yes, it is. It's so good. It's so oh. long and drawn out. Oh. I really like the... Start I'm of it, that down. I'm going and to then hold I like it you. every time they're on screen together. It's amazing, but all the bits with their wives and stuff are so boring. Maybe they did it on purpose because it's like clearly not meant to be with them. But yeah, yeah I don't know. I just it's been a while since I did one of these. Yeah. I'm writing down oh, D another... equals homophobe. No, that's yeah, not that's good. Or that's good. It. Oh, that's, that's good. mean. That is good. That's so that is mean. Good. That's very true. Was there? A... No, I know. That's Why do you so hate mean. gay people, D? <laughs> That's so mean. No, I'll just write. Closet. Poor judgment. <laughs> yeah. We need to make a rule on this. But D, I'm getting the feeling that you don't like gay people. Why is that? Brian, we could launch into so many misogynistic comments of yours. I changed notebooks. I miss having, I had all last year's uh, no, Brian not. equals, I can't if even Brian remember. If Brian could, he wouldn't even have a best actress category. Oh, no. listen, you know, I think giving women the vote was the was the wrong thing to do. And it's just, it's been downhill ever since. And I can see Charlotte laughing. I did that to make her laugh and no, she's laughing. She's loving yes. it. We know where you stand, sure. Speaking of um, actresses, yeah, I'd say Laura Dern has it in the bag for best. Really? I yeah. love how I keep on getting That's back great. On You're topic. a great host. Thanks so much for digging me out all the time. Uh, yeah, Laura Dern probably has it in the bag for supporting. Like, it is against? a good category now. Uh, Margot Robbie and Bombshell. 
uh, Kathy Bates in Richard Jewell. Well, uh, hold on, hold on. Pause, pause right there for a second. Richard, what the fuck is Kathy Bates doing in that category? Um, I actually read this kind of rambly um, article, which I couldn't help but be a bit like, yeah, possibly. Um, so you know how she basically is considered to have taken the spot that was meant to be for Jennifer Lopez and yeah. Hustlers. Okay. I think Hustlers is such a like kind of anti-Oscars movie. And I read this kind of long sure. tweet or whatever. Sorry that I can't credit the person because I just like flicked through it and I was like, ah, oh, that's kind of funny and quite on the nose. But yeah, it was like, well, we can't have Hustlers in the Oscars. We can't possibly. Who else can we have? Oh, Kathy Bates did a movie this year. Sure, put her. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's a um, person so who we remember. A, there is a bit of truth in that. Now, I think it is a good performance. Again, she's barely in it. But um, anyway, Florence Pugh for Little Women, totally deserved. Yeah, she is phenomenal in it. Yeah. And Scarlett Joe for Jojo Rabbit, not sure. Again, barely in it. Um, but Laura Dern from Marriage Story probably has yeah. this. I mean, she's kind of playing the same character that she played in Big Little Lies, but that character yeah. is so fabulous. I don't really mind. I mean, Lord so Dern everyone is awesome. from the three from Marriage Story are in their gallery. Yeah. 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 Well, Adam. There's no one in Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. But was it? What do you think? There was a Best Supporting Actor performance in Marriage not. Story. I mean, Ray Liotta was in it, and. Is it Alan Arkin? No, I don't think it was Alan Arkin and it. it was someone else, um, but probably not. Was there anyone snubbed in Best Supporting? Like I said, Best Jennifer Lopez. Or, or Best yeah, actor even. Because you're dead right about um, J-Lo. Maybe Christian Bale for Ford v. Ferrari. Uh, if anything, I tell you, no, I think the big snub in Best Supporting Actor was I think Willem Dafoe should have got something for the Oh, lighters. yeah, that's true. Oh, that the light has popped snub. up anywhere. No. Cinematography. That's oh it. yeah, cinematography. That's so it. Robbie yeah. Ryan again? You said no. no what did he do this year? He did um, Marriage Story. Yes. Ah, okay, right. But no, I think that uh, the Lighthouse and Uncle Gems. The fact that they were so clearly pushed out, I think, is fucking ridiculous. Those I... are two of the best films. But I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because again, they're both genre films, and genre is always never going to work in the Oscars. Like sure. Uncle Gems is clearly a crime thriller lighthouse is clearly a psychological horror neither one of them are going to do any kind of business in the oscars but they have to watch you know lighthouse should have gotten for editing as well yeah that's a well edited yeah and production design yeah and sound design Mm. and fucking costume like forget it like they're like uh, not costume I mean they're basically go around in either those catch one yeah basically yeah. so either yeah. those or those you know the onesies those uh, white yeah. cotton waders onesies. waders they're called oh is that what they're called yeah, yeah I wouldn't know I've never I'm worn one I'm one right now <laughs> <laughs> regulates so, my body Tim so comfy <laughs> um, but a final point I would say is, is that you know I I've always maintained that getting nominated for an Oscar isn't necessarily the be all and end all yeah, that's or even true. winning like I mean you look at something like Nightcrawler Jake Gyllenhaal and sure, Nightcrawler yeah. that's one of his best oh, performances brilliant. yeah yeah I only saw that recently over Christmas for the first time it's Great. so good it's so good Did people know it as well exactly that's mm-hmm. it people know it and like the fact of it is is that Jake that was one of the best performances that year yeah. And Jake Gyllenhaal didn't get a fucking single nomination mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. So who really cares? Do you know that kind of way? I, do, I do Maybe Twitter is the real academy. <laughs> no, I don't mean it's it like that. It's not even that. It's, I would say kind of movie fans and movie lovers, they know the really good ones. I would never ever put the Oscars on some sort of pedestal and saying this, they are absolutely right in what they've nominated because... It is so. They have a very select criteria. Like you could literally kind of write like six bullet points of what the Oscars are looking for. Then they just are genuinely very out of touch, or what? I think they are very. Yeah, they are. Always going to be if it needs to have an appeal. Is it a bit of a vanilla award? Or I I think I I think it's going to take a while for them to modernize. Yeah. What's their biggest concern, viewers? Viewers. And is it still declining? Yeah. Yeah. Getting worse every year. There. I think I just I, I honestly think that like there is there needs to be some sort of radical radical change to the Oscars because the fact of it is is that it is in danger of becoming more and more irrelevant yeah yeah I felt that especially the last few years yeah yeah you and know like, what's interesting as well they've actually introduced a change this year and there's 
been no one's even noticed it there's that little attention around it and that's the name of the best foreign language feature yeah best international yeah. now it's best international oh, feature oh really and that's how kind of little anyone like oh, notices yeah, or care because exactly. if you think about it like it's such a like conservative name change mm. you know like when they tried to introduce best, best popular, popular film yeah. last year and they were like no that means the popular movies can't be considered for best picture etc um, they probably should have done that. I think they, they probably could, will do that. I think so. that they could definitely afford to introduce a few more diverse categories, but generally they need to just get more diverse. Yeah. Generally. Yeah. yeah. Even best stunts, like the fact that the stunt category is mm. still completely left out of the Oscars, like I yeah. mean, I think that's ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. and that's yeah, not just, it's only going to get bigger and bigger. Like the stunts have been insane. Yeah, yeah, and I, and that's not even just because, like, you know, oh, I love action films, I love whatever, I want to see more of that in the Oscars. It's work. It's not Hard that work. <laughs> it is. There is a craft and an art to it that is not recognised. Um, you know, so it, that is worthy of note. But then again, like, I mean, I don't know, just. I do think the Oscars more. The more I get into it, each with each passing year, mm. it feels more and more like it is telegraphed months in advance. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, this this particular year for me has proved especially disappointing. If I'm yeah. honest, yeah, it's just so fucking by the numbers, <laughs> by the numbers, yeah. and boring. It's kind of boring. Yeah. I mean, 1917. I mean, look, it's a it is a really good movie, but I honestly think that in years to come people look back and think it's kind of boring yeah you know like it's, no it's dunkirk. just <laughs> i mean it, it is just another dunkirk you know yeah yeah on that note i am going to tee up that we are going to be having some kind of oscar themed event and you'll hear more about that next week but i want to get it on readers lips. radar yeah and it won't be boring we're going to have a very very fun oscars event and you might even hear more about it soon. Mm-hmm. All right, it's time for our one movie review. Movie reviews. Movie reviews. Dead right there. It's the grudge this week. <laughs> yeah, we we saw one. There are a couple of other movie releases out. There's, I think this is the right name of it, The Personal History of David Copperfield, which yes, we'll have yeah. a review for on site and The Turning. I think um, James Anderson reviewed James Anderson both reviewed us? both. Yeah, yeah, James gave uh, the personal history of David Copperfield three stars. Okay. He called it a fun, colourful film. Um, he had some things to say about Armando Iannucci in his review. It's always worth a read. And the turning, the review is currently embargoed. Ooh. I don't know when the embargo is up. He sent me the review and it said embargoed. Okay. I didn't check the date. Yeah. So <laughs> go but, online to but, find out. Yeah, You'll by, know the, by the time doing. this goes out, it could be on site. So just Ooh. check entertainment.ie. Nice plug. Yeah. Nice plug. I do want to check out David Copperfield because I really enjoyed Death of Stalin. I loved Death of Stalin. Yeah. Death of Stalin is one of my favorite comedy films ever. Oh, don't tell me because I'm like about half hour through it on Netflix. So don't uh, tell me. How are you finding it? Um, it's very improv I'm kind of finding it a bit hard to get into the mood of it that's why I'm waiting until I'm in the mood to keep watching yeah. it do you know what you I mean you yeah. be in the mood yeah because yeah, yeah. it's a bit kind of surreal so far Monty Julie Python-esque you could say yeah it is, um, it is. yeah but yeah I'm finding I was finding it a bit hard to get into it and I was like you know what I'm just going to hit pause and just wait yeah come you know? back to it you need to watch yeah. it in one set do you know who's yeah. brilliant yeah. about it Jason Isaacs shows up. I've the, heard that. Uh, uh, Brian actually interviewed Jason Isaacs around the time it came out. No way. Yeah. I did. I had a lovely, he is such a nice, hello to Jason Isaacs. Hello to him. He's hello to Jason guy. Isaacs. Who Robin I'm sure is the regular listener of this no, podcast. No, it's a Kermode thing. He might be tuning in. No, it's a Kermode yeah, thing. I know, but yeah. he might be listening to our one as well. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. He's actually in Dublin. Uh, he's in Dublin uh, next Tweet month. Now. For He'll Dublin, for the Dublin Comic Con. He's coming over for that. Oh, for Dublin Comic Con? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, wow. Malfoy. I, I don't know. He's doing he's Dublin Comic Con. Oh, he, wait. Is he in Star Trek? Yeah, he was. Um, yeah. What do you call it? He was in Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, he Discovery. F- yeah, he plays yeah, the yeah. cheeky captain. The cheeky, cheeky, naughty <laughs> captain. Oh, he's so naughty. Tell me about the grudge. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never get back to we the We are grudge. so duck um, in this film. I'm like, yeah, how bad so was it? I don't know if. I, I, okay. I was probably the wrong person to oh, watch yes. this movie. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. But I watched it nonetheless. Um, are you guys aware of how big the grudge actually is? No. There are eleven what? the Grudge movies. Really? Yeah. So this is like proper, like 
Godzilla in terms of uh, as in like the actual character Godzilla not as in Godzilla to describe <laughs> something <scale>. enormous because <laughs> um, that would be rather big but um, there have been 11 The Grudge movies this is the fourth American production and there have been seven Japanese ones which I didn't know so The Grudge is like this whole big thing and I mean also these movies have only been released since the 2000s Okay, so really? it's this, yeah. So apparently, it's this whole big phenomenon which I was unaware of. But with all that in mind, it kind of makes sense that this movie exists. So just to kind of put it in context or whatever, the original plan for this was to be a sequel to the 2004 one, which most people are probably going to be familiar with. That's the one that starred Sarah Michelle Gellar. That came out pretty much in response to the popularity of The Ring, which yeah. was another remake of a Japanese yeah. horror film. Korean. Um, the, Korean? The, the Ring, oh, the Ring was, Ringu Korean. was Korean. Oh, okay. But yeah. I think I think the Juwan series is Japanese. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just basically popularity of American remakes because, sure, you know, yeah. the Americans remake them so much better. But anyway, um, so Juwan, the first grudge Japanese movie was 2002 and then the 2004 one was with Sarah Michelle Gellar and this yeah. was meant to be a sequel to the 2004 one but it is now <laughs> being described as a sidequel wow. as in it happens at around the same time oh, as the grudge Sarah Michelle Gellar one now with that in mind God you have to be a big fan to really yeah, bring back that right. reference well like, that's the thing right now I will say off the back that I did not watch The Grudge with Sarah Michelle Gellar and the reason for that is I saw The Ring the American one and it scared the shit out of me okay. and I couldn't watch horror movies for a good 15 years <laughs> or any VHS I basically yeah. had to kind of ease myself back into horror for this job. The exact like same in, thing happened to me with Saw. Yeah, really, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like even when I was in college, I managed to avoid watching horror movies. There was actually one course I signed up for, I think it was Cult Cinema was the name of it, that I actually had to transfer from when I saw the list included so many horror movies. I think oh, I switched right. to like French cinema or something. Right, yeah. <laughs> Which had much less horror in it. <laughs> um, but anyway, long story short, this is a sidequel and the whole idea of it is that it is happening at the same time as the Sarah Michelle Gellar one and it takes place between the years 2004 to 2006. So just to give you a brief um, summary of the plot, there is this live-in nurse named Fiona who leaves a house in Tokyo and she's completely like disturbed, rocked up. She's seeing like weird things. So she decides, OK, I'm going to go like back home to America. So she goes back to her home. She's normally greeting her family. And you notice that her house is this place on it's called 44 Rayburn Drive. Right. Ooh. We then flash forward to two years later. And this detective who's played by Andrea Riseborough, who people will recognize, you know, who you'd know her as Mandy, Mandy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's also in Oblivion. She's been in a couple of other things, but I think like Mandy would be kind of a big... She was um, in Mindhorn as well. Mindhorn, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's been in... I, I can't remember. There is another biggie one. Yeah, I recognise her face. You'd know her. You'd, you'd know her, know exactly. Her. Yeah. She's been in a lot of things. Anyway. Oh, um, she's in Death of Stalin. Is she the sister? Yes, yes, she's That's the daughter. Exactly. She's the daughter yeah, of Stalin's yeah, daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so she's been yeah. in loads. But anyway, so she's investigating... The, this series of deaths that have occurred around this specific house. Yeah. And so the whole film basically consists of flashbacks between, you know, you see the living nurse, you see her estate agent, you see a number of other people who kind of lived in the house over okay, the years yeah. and what happened with them. And my understanding is with the Grudge series, they all take that kind of like narrative in that there's something weird going on. You gradually find out through flashbacks what the was happening. Of the space or whatever. Yeah, it's something to do with the curse. And once you step into the space, you are cursed and you're going to see all these ghosts and either be killed by the ghosts or driven to suicide. You're not quite sure what happened. <laughs> it's and, all open to you. Yeah, and this film pretty much follows that same storyline. Were there any surprises in it for you to make it enjoyable? Um. Okay, so the way I approached this was... I'm not expecting Jordan Peele kind of stuff here. I'm not expecting some kind of deep like social commentary. Like that's what I like to get out of my horror yeah. movies. But I thought if this is a film that you purely go to for the jump scares, I definitely got my share of jump scares. <laughs> I mean like... Um, I'm sure there's plenty yeah. of grudge fans out there. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. And I mean like, I, I found it quite scary. <laughs> 
<laughs> was it effective? Like? It's like I thought that it was effective from the jump scare perspective, and there were like some quite like there were a few things I really liked about it. I really liked the cinematography, which had this kind of like. I don't know, sepia dominant kind of washed out look to it, which I thought was kind of like interesting. Cool, yeah. Brian's being all like judgmental as if he's like a pro cinematographer here. But no, anyway, I mean, no, just what I, I, thought it, I thought it had a really interesting look to it. You know, it looked yeah. kind of different. Okay, well, that's interesting because I, I, always, I always think with a lot of those like Asian horror remakes, they just make it look kind of green, mm. kind of dark, yeah. and that's it. That's all you need to kind of get atmosphere. Dip into the color I definitely, yeah. <laughs> I definitely know what you're saying about the greens thing because that was very naughties. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Like the ring basically had that kind of really washed out, grainy, grainy look, and it worked for the ring because I'd the, love to do a color special of this show. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, 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 there is, there is, there's actually there's a great. Um, I think it's like one of those like, uh, what do you call them? Uh, there's a word for it it's like a closer look or something where they go into the idea of the cinematography behind a film and The Ring is a really good example of it in the fact that there are scenes in it that are made to look like a VHS camera yes, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. actually a normal film mm. Um, and it was like every fucking director saw that saw The Ring and just copied it for 10 years and all mm. horror films look like it so you're yeah. saying it looks original Cool. I'm not saying it looks original. I'm just saying I like the cinematography. I've talked before about how, oh, I really like the cinematography of that movie. Well, I liked it in this one. I mean, this one was, I suppose, similar, except it was brown instead of green. (laughs) It's brown and grey. But yeah, there were some like interesting bits I liked about it. There's actually the storyline with John Cho, who people will recognize as Sulu from Star Trek. He's also in this movie, Searching, which I would recommend people you to loved that, didn't go you? out and search for. Um, you were a big fan of yeah, that. Yeah, I really liked it. It was out a couple of years ago and it was this really cool, like, I don't know if they're called screen movies, but the whole thing took place on like a computer screen, which was really cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's like a really kind of taut thriller yeah, as well. Yeah. It's very well done. Um, But... His character is married to uh, Betty Gilpin's character, Betty Gilpin, who people will know from Glow. Glow. Yeah, Great and Glow. they have this kind of like tragic storyline. I won't get into it, but they're like expecting their first child and okay, yeah. there are problems and stuff like that. Um, but that ended up being <laughs> quite like... <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought that, that was like quite effective. And I mean, the way I see it is... Look, if you're looking for your jump scares and you're looking for like your blood and violence and stuff like that, like it, it kind of ticks the box. Yeah. You know, there's not much else. To there is still room for that, that in the cinema. Is it yeah. two star? I gave it three because like I thought it was OK. You know, yeah. it seems like fine. I, like. like I was kind of engaged enough with the mystery of it. But I would also add that. That's also because I hadn't seen another grudge movie. Sure. yeah. And it's also coming from me as like something of a wimp. But then I do find that you get a lot of people who are hardcore horror fans. And then you get a lot of people like me who the hardcore horror fans drag their friends to because they like seeing them scared. Yeah. So they might actually like kind of enjoy the thrills I really or whatever, you know. I either. I have a real tough time with it. Yeah. Yeah. If I had to pick one, I might go back and watch Dr. Sleep, I think. That was very good. See, uh, those are the kind of horror movies I much prefer when there's something kind of like deeper going on. Like I thought that whole like storyline of him like taking care of sick people. I know a lot of reviewers wrote it was so boring, but I actually thought it was kind of really sweet. And it's set up for kind of what happens later with like the little girl and everything, you know. Um, so obviously, I much prefer those horrors. (laughs) I know. Yeah, I I, I need to. I need to get around to it. It is. It is really good, and there's more going on in it. Besides just scaring you, the reason why I gave fest, it, yeah. yeah, the reason why I gave it three stars is, I'm I'm rating it for what it is. Yeah, if you get what I mean, rather no than not what it's connected to, not not so much not what it's connected to, but as a really good movie. I'm mm. kind of you know because there's no point in like comparing it to I don't know like fucking. 1917 or something because mm. obviously compared to that it's like a, yeah. you know but it, it, I, I do think it and is. people who are searching for reviews of this and I mean they're looking to entertainment.ie and I think that they know that we will 
judge these movies based on what they're meant to be the if you get what I mean it, yeah. that's yeah, why they again, that's the why they come question. to us you yeah. know yeah it is an age old question that's why people go to the academy yeah, yeah. exactly but that's point of so view. that was that was my approach to it and I think I make that very clear in my review yeah, yeah. like because there is you know? that thing of the January horrors like the January horror movies generally tend to be eh they tend to be sure. okay there's yeah. kind of a thing about I've, I've I don't know if you've noticed this Brian but there's something about horrors in that we're almost getting one a month at this rate. There's, there's like, kind of one a month. There is. It used to be to just a Halloween thing. Yeah, I'll I think tell you exactly why that is. Cemetery and stuff. Yeah, like are, the turning's out this week as well. So we're actually getting two this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, is it? Okay, great. Oh, that, it, wait, this week? The turning is yeah. out? I thought it was out next week. No, that's this week. Wow, Jesus. But I do think that is the reason why I, I think horrors are becoming more and more popular is because the fact of it is... <clears throat> They're really cheap to make. Yeah, that's true. And they make... A lot of horror movies get made in Ireland, actually. Correct. Is that just because you can do a lot more running time with someone going, ooh. Yeah, that's Also, it. we have forests. Yeah. I think yeah. that helps. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have forests and old house, but it is that thing of like, horror movies are dirt cheap to make mm. and they do really well because people will just turn up for them. They'll be yeah. like, yeah. I don't know what this is about. Uh, this is an original... Like, original stories have a better a chance of happening in horror mm-hmm. than they do in an action film or a That's drama true. film yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like, and not only that as well, an original story in a drama, people are going to be like, eh, I don't know, it's a horror film. Well, I know what this is about. Yes. I know this is going to be a horror. I know I'm going to be scared. And they will l- go to it. Everything else is a bonus. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, true. yeah. exactly. Yeah. I think that it's much easier to convince people who don't like horrors to go with their friends to Correct. a horror movie than to convince people who say don't like superhero movies to go to Correct. a superhero movie because yeah. you still have the whole it's a peer pressure thing you can kind it? it's yeah. not even just the peer pressure I would say there's still like the thrill of being scared yes. is yes. something that is just proven timeless yeah. you know Gas. Yeah. yeah, that's really good insight. Yeah. Which is why people listen to this great <laughs> podcast. All right, we'll leave it there. We have got a jam-packed show next week. Do you guys want to list us through? We've got, what, The Lighthouse? We have The Lighthouse and we have our interview with Robert Eggers at the end of this show. Yes. Uh, and we have Robert Pattinson on next week's show. Yeah. Really big star. Yeah. He's a star. I um, I've seen, I've, a little teaser, I've seen that you get the lighthouse I did I have cinema. to I you know what the lighthouse isn't to. actually a lighthouse by the way I know I know I didn't explain it very well at all <laughs> I get that though it's fair but I, I, and I was trying to explain to him about the lighthouse outside it you know the, that structure no you know? that's the Jemison chimney oh well I didn't know that <laughs> why would it be <laughs> I why that, would there be an in, I inland partly, lighthouse I thought that's partly why they named it that was because it almost kind of looks I like a lighthouse so. yeah, that's, that's, fair. What, so. that's what I thought it had yeah. come from I've never been inside that little glass box on top me neither anyway it's a good podcast it's a great podcast we also have Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood mm-hmm. yes and we have Richard Jewell and on next week's show as well we have an interview with Paul Walter Hauser who is the title star of Richard Jewell as well so we have uh, Robert Pattinson and Paul Walter Hauser on next week's show what did I see him in that I loved him in he was in I, Tanya. Yes. Oh he my was God. great he was in, so good in that. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's good in that. He's and he's really funny. He was really really funny when we were talking. Like I actually was cracking up I laughing. I can't wait for that one. No, he was really good. He was really really sound. Um. And what else have we got? We have Queen and Slim. We have Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. We said that. We have the Lighthouse. We have Richard Jewell. Yeah, we've got. I think plenty. we've got it. We've plenty. It. We've got plenty. Well, thanks for tuning in to this Oscars chat. And again, there will be an Oscars event on the horizon. Yes. And I'm ending with that plug. So, uh, have a nice day. Now, you listen here. He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. Now, go away. Who are you? I'm his mother, that's who. He's not-